baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Lee. There we go. We got the audio on. Good morning, Lee. Hey, hey, Tara. Okay, so Nikki Haley falling further in the Michigan primary. Uh, Curb stomping by Donald Trump. Not surprising this keeps happening in state after state. There's nothing to indicate that this will not change. No. But what is interesting, though, is what has changed if you pay attention to Donald Trump, he's popping up in all these states and he's going to campaign stops and doing things like that. And who is at his side? It's Tim Scott. I got a funny feeling he's going to pick Tim Scott. I'm not going to forecast that or anything. I don't know. Yeah. But Tim Scott seems to be all but Velcro attached to Trump's side these days, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a really weird place for him to be because he was such a thorn in Trump's side during his presidency, but I guess all is forgotten, um, really standing in the way of some pretty good judges and Trump nominees. But um, that, I guess, is forgotten. He's on the campaign trail and saying good things, nice things about Trump. Trump seems like him a lot. Um, and he's just front and center. I don't know if it, just as you're you know, reading through the news and you see it. There's picture Trump here, picture Trump there. Tim Scott's either at his side or behind him. And I just, I'm waiting any day for that vice presidential announcement. Um, Going to be interesting to see. May come after Super Tuesday. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't and, know. And, and look, I, um, Tim Scott's a nice guy. Not the greatest senator. He's incredibly, incredibly weak. Um, not likely to stand up for us on much of anything. Um, free speech or lawfare really anything at all um he's been almost dead silent on those issues but as a tactical campaign pick he's a smart pick Mm -hmm. he really is um for two reasons number one um the left is very scared when you watch 20 percent of black males uh vote for trump as they did last time that is an all-time high that's really scary to them they need you know basically 89 to 92 percent of the of the black vote to win, that's their coalition. So you lose 20% of black males, you're hurting. That's not good. Um, and they they did well with black women, but they didn't do well with black men. So he helps a lot. They're, they're going to start going to work on Trump right away with the, he's a racist on a loop, because that's just what they do. Um, that'll help give him some credibility, having Tim Scott out there defending him now, instead of being on the attacking side, on the just about anything racial, he was on the attacking side of Trump, ironically, for the last... You know, well, four years of his presidency, but uh, in a lot of cases, but but Tim Scott will actually be on Trump's side, which is cool. The other reason Trump needs him, Trump desperately needs money. Um, Trump is broke uh, electorally because he is taking money in. His fundraising fell 20 percent um, from last quarter to, to this quarter. And part of that, I think, is because 50 million dollars. Uh, went for legal fees and people are figuring it out donors are figuring it out this is a problem for trump he's bringing money but he doesn't have it um because it's going right back out the door again for legal fees 50 million dollars down just last year and the bulk of these cases hadn't started yet 
Tim Scott comes with a lot of money. He is loaded with cash from a lot of the same donors that Nikki Haley has. In fact, I think you'll see Americans for Prosperity quickly jump ship onto Tim Scott if Tim Scott is picked as the VP. That sounds strange. Why would they Why would they back? Well, because Tim Scott and Nikki Haley have that same fundraising base. It's Paul Ryan. It's Mitt Romney. That's where the money is in the Republican Party right now. When they had that big Utah fundraiser, the only two candidates invited were Tim Scott and Nikki Haley. They, again, share that fundraising base. And Trump knows that'll bring, he'll get the money if Tim Scott is his backup. And they want that because they want to put Trump in prison. The Uniparty does. The right, you know, the parts of the Republican Party and all the Democrat Party, you slide Tim Scott in there. Uh, and you got Uniparty in charge of the camp of of the, uh, you know, of the GOP again. Um, and at the at the nominating convention, if Trump is convicted of a felony in this March case, um, the argument well could be Tim Scott should be the heir apparent. Ironically, not Nikki Haley. Tim Scott has been taking the easy road in some ways. He's not out there taking the punches. He's not running anymore. He dropped out, um, and yet he could still win the race if he can get Trump to pick him as VP. And I've been predicting on the Battleground America podcast for over a year uh, that it would either be Nikki Haley or Tim Scott. Um, those are the two fresh faces in the party that run on Bush money and Romney money um, and that uniparty money. They would shove one of the two forward. Um, and Trump sees the benefits, though, and there there are upsides, uh, but it's going to make them double down on their determination to convict him if they know Tim Scott slides right there, maybe into the lead. So it's a really weird situation, but it helps him a lot politically, too, as fraught with peril as it is. Mm -hmm. So keep your eye on that. Um, This is the most time Tim Scott and Donald Trump have ever spent together in the last few weeks. I think it's interesting. And you can tell he's in the running for vice president with the announcement that he's engaged. I'm sure his mother was thrilled after all these years that Tim Scott is, in fact, engaged. Um, and all of that. So just keep your eye on it. Do not be surprised. South Carolina is always in these things. I don't oh, yeah. know. We, we have the smallest I population, like 5 million people. We're so influential, right? It just, it always stuns me that there's always some kind of South Carolina connection. I mean, I know, you know, whether it's politics, I mean, heck the Chinese spy balloon shot down off the coast of South Carolina. I mean, it just over and over again, uh, throughout this, this country's history, this state somehow manages to insert itself into whatever's going on. Exactly. So, and Lindsey Graham, too, um, a another oh, strange yeah. Trump sidekick who was booed yet again. Trump knows we boo Lindsey yeah. Graham in this state when he shows up on the yeah. stump, but he keeps bringing him front and center. So uh, I guess it doesn't bother Trump. So kind of interesting overnight to see all that, but keep your eye on that. I Like I said, I got this funny feeling Tim Scott's going to be it. And to me, he makes more sense than anyone else. Uh, you could, if you wanted a, an African-American running mate, you could pick like Byron da- Daniels of Florida. He's oh, a good yeah. guy yeah. Uh, like him, but he doesn't come with all that Bush and Romney True. money. And that's what they're looking at. Um, is is he, That's what Trump needs. He needs that influx of cash. He needs it into the RNC and, it, and he needs it into his campaign. And that would be his kind of way of at least temporarily financially making peace with that part of the party that... Yeah you know, supports Nikki Haley and, and votes for Nikki Haley. I don't think Tim Scott will come with all the Democrat money Nikki Haley comes with, but I, I think uh, that's probably a step too far for the Democrats. But I think he will come with that. that It's a big tranche of money, and I think you'll see Americans for Prosperity actually get behind that. I, I think 
You'll, you'll see the Cokes behind it. You'll see Coke okay. money in there. So uh, it'll be, that'll be, that will be wild to watch. Um, and look, I, here's the thing with Tim Scott. I, I have always thought, you know this, I think Tim Scott is incredibly talented on the stump. Yeah, he is. He's really I, I've seen him speak many times. On the stump. I, in fact, I, I remember the first time I ever saw him was like at a, um, uh, I think it was the state GOP convention in Columbia one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he and Nikki Haley both were speaking there. And I was I was impressed with him, and and quite honestly, at that time, I was impressed with her. At that time, at least as far as her delivery and uh, presentation was concerned. You know, I got to say about Nikki Haley, I, I'm just almost sad watching her. She had so much potential. She mm-hmm. really didn't have much of a record when she came out of South Carolina's governor. She didn't do much, and she could have cast herself as just about anything. She wanted to. She could have waited till 28 and totally with a blank slate rewritten it. Instead, she's gone and piled around with Democrats, taking incredible amounts of Democrat money. She's using Democrat talking points. The Democrats are even referring to her as their better, their you know, one of their better surrogates. I don't know why she let herself be used yeah. like that. And the door has been open for her on this show in this station for so many years, and she's just slammed that yeah. door shut. Um, and I, I don't understand it. I mean, this was long before she had even a record to complain about with the, the tax we were trying to get her on. And she just wouldn't she wouldn't come. She wouldn't play ball. She didn't want to talk to you. She's made so many mistakes that like I look at her and go, wow, she could have been great. I mean, she really could have been something. Um, but I think she's kind of destroyed herself with this campaign. And it's a shame to see because uh, I'm not sure at this point exactly what she even sold out for. And the irony is Tim Scott may actually get what she sought. So, because, you know, she, the Trump Inc. was actually floating her at one point. Yeah. I mean, what, two months ago as vice president? Uh, there was, two there and was a half, just a little it, bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in the beginning of it, and she had a very cordial relationship with Trump, even though she was running against him up till then. So she really had a chance to remake herself. But coming out with, you know, the first thing I, I do is digital ID and Larry Fink is fundraising for me. I mean, he's... I had a BlackRock, the guy who invented DEI, you know, scores and, I mean, you know, ESGs and, I mean, just all of this, the head of the World Economic Forum board. I mean, what are you doing associating with that? See, the question for me will be, what, what is she going to do when this is over? Over. Yeah, I can't and wait to see. Is, is she going to then bury the hatchet with Trump and go out and campaign for Donald Trump and then try to... Uh, see that the Republican ticket gets elected. Is that what she's going to do? Or is she going to sit, sit on the sidelines? I certainly don't see her opposing it in any stretch of the imagination. And, and I think some of this talk about her being involved in a third party thing, I, I, that's just people talking. And I, I really don't think they know what they're talking about when they mention that, because like I've said before here, several states, if you choose to run in a Republican primary, you can then not run as the yeah. representative of another party. Uh, and take their nomination. Uh, now, there could be a write-in campaign, but those have very rarely ever uh, gotten anywhere, particularly, well, they have never gotten anywhere in a presidential campaign. Um, that would be a possibility, but you would not be able to actively campaign, at least in South Carolina and other states, uh, if you choose to do so. Well, I don't know if she can come back. Um, and I, It'd be interesting, like you said, to see if she endorses him or not. I mean, she used the word suicide to describe what would happen to the country if we picked him again. It's kind of hard to credibly come oh. back from that. But I don't know. Maybe she can. All know. politicians in primaries say things about people that later support them. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very yeah. strange. Politics makes for very strange bedfellows. Yes. Texture writes, good morning. Trump will announce Tim Scott as his VP pick when he wins on Super Tuesday. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. 
at all. Another texture rates here. I'd rather see Trump pick Mark Robinson or Byron Daniels as a running mate. Uh, Robinson was on the show last week. He is running for governor of North Carolina. Kind of like to see him get that spot. Uh, another texture rates as governor. Haley backed Obama's worst policies and went out of her way to aggravate everyone in South Carolina. She did. Uh, Nikki Haley has chosen her side and it isn't ours. Now we'll see. Gonna be interesting. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning. Getting complaints. I'm not on Facebook this morning. What's going on? Something's wrong. No, I've been censored. Weirdly censored. So I'm not there this morning. I apologize for that. You can still stream me um, on the word website, 989WORD.com, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and my channel on Rumble at Tara Servatius. My apologies for that. I did nothing wrong. In fact, there's a creepy, weird new way they're censoring. It's kind of brilliant. Um, about halfway through my show yesterday, the complaints began to pour in. They, people thought I had forgot to post it or something had gone wrong. Uh, no, was, you were just banned from seeing it. And then realized why. They said I had committed a copyright violation. That was really interesting. Copyright violation, weird, because I wouldn't do that. So I went and clicked to see, okay, well, what did I, what did I, what did I play that is copyrighted to someone else? What did I use improperly? Because all the bump tunes and things you hear on the show, we pay for. We get them from a service. We pay for them. Um, all radio stations do it. You have to do it. I said, what is some weird, you know, what is going on? And the copyright violations were bizarrely for supposed music we were playing in German. Didn't play any German music the last two days. Uh, or ever on this show. And it was also because I was allegedly playing an audiobook over the air, an audiobook written by a popular romance writer, which I would never do. That's not topical to the show, and I didn't do it anyway. And so I went to the specific segments where they claimed that these copyright violations had happened, and I'm not going to be able to stream anymore until I deal with it. Well, I can't deal with it because I didn't do it. Just to see what are they claiming I did. The romance writer who they claimed I was live streaming her audiobook during the show, which you've never heard me do that. That would be weird. Was the same romance writer who I had had up on my computer yesterday, her books in my Amazon book purchase history. She's an author I've read a lot and I've purchased her books and I had gone into my Kindle history yesterday when I was on the air, pulled the page up. And the reason I did that because I was referencing a book that I had read before. It had something to do with a topic we were doing here. And when I, I could not remember the exact title of it. So I went and pulled it up. Well, this book by Amy Horton had, I'd been, I'd purchased three of them at around the same time. It was right there, the whole show 
on my Facebook, on my, I'm sorry, on my Amazon history. I've never posted anything about it to Facebook. And it was that very book that Facebook claimed I had improperly used. It was as if they could see my computer. I, I don't I mean, maybe I, it, it was strange because that was the very, I purchased hundreds of books, but that was, that was the part of the Amazon purchase history page that was up. And that was the exact, the exact books that Facebook was saying I copyrighted. I didn't mention the book yesterday and play any audio from it. You can't off Facebook, off of Amazon. It doesn't work that way. Um, I couldn't have done it if I wanted to. It was as if the sensors inside Facebook could somehow see what was up on my computer. I mean, what are the odds? They would pick the very book I have up in my purchase history on the screen in Amazon, the very books by Amy Horton that were up on my computer. It gave me chills. And of course, it's fake and it's actually brilliant. It's a great way to censor. So then I went in, I said, okay, they'll give you the exact clips where you allegedly committed the, the copyright violations. I went in to listen to them, see if there's maybe some, some misunderstanding or some AI detected a song that's not there. There was no songs in any of them. There was no audiobooks in any of them. But every clip, all 14, had one thing in common. It was talking about Joe Biden and immigration in every single one of them. 14 clips over two days. Hmm. What is the number one issue hurting Joe Biden the most right now? Immigration. You could bet the Democrats are censoring it or having their minions at social media censor. We know they've done it in the past. What was I talking about? I was either talking about Joe Biden and illegal immigration or I was talking about Joe Biden and this beautiful young woman who was murdered down in Georgia. And it kept tripping the copyright violations, even though there were no copyright violations. Didn't use a single thing they claimed I violated 14 times. So what actually happened was every time that I talked about immigration over the last two days, they gave me a fake copyright violation for a book that was up on my screen as part of my private Amazon account. I mean, I suppose it's possible it's a coincidence but I'm wondering what else Facebook can see inside my computer at this point. Anyway, that's a long way of saying it's getting weird out there. It's actually kind of brilliant what they're doing. Um, it's actually kind of brilliant that what they're doing because every time they do major censorship on somebody, it's a three-day you know set of articles. So if you just throw a copyright violation, you just make it up. Pick something. Throw a copyright violation out there. Uh, well, then you don't have a censorship case. Even though there's no music, there's no, I didn't play an audiobook on the show. Again, do that. Texter um, on the Car Pro text line writes, that is wild. That is not coincidence. Scary. No, it's not. I feel like they literally were watching me yesterday. There is no way they could know that I had those same Amy Horton books up. I, and by the way, I haven't read them in a long time. I, it was maybe two and a half years ago that I read them. They just, I haven't thought about them or talked about them in any way. They were just up in my search history or in my purchase history in my Amazon account, my private Amazon account. And I had the page up as I was doing the show. Unbelievable. Texture rates, try talking about a product and have an ad pop up in Facebook. Hair Zuckerberg is always watching. Now the texture rates replaced Facebook with FBLI. I don't know who did it. 
but it gave me the creeps. I was walking around with the creeps last night. I'm like, do they watch everything I do? But I've never seen them react to it before in any way, but with an ad for a product. Texture rates, Facebook didn't censor you. The FBI did. They're watching your computer. Well, I mean, that sounds, if you're new to talk radio, that sounds nutty. If you've been listening to the show for two years and all the congressional hearings we've had and Missouri v. Biden, where the attorney general of Missouri has sued Joe Biden for that FBI censorship, it's not nutty. They, they do do censorship inside of Facebook. In fact, we know the FBI agent who spearheaded it. His name is Elvis Chan. Congress actually tried to subpoena him, but he keeps fleeing the country. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell you that because it's weird. So very weird. Now, the texture writes, Tara, what's scary is that that's the government watching you, our tax dollars at work. You know, that's kind of weird to me because I'm, I'm here in a red state. Um, you know, word is a big deal here, but nationally we're not. I mean, I don't know nationally what I say is going to make much of a difference. Why they'd bother with me. They must be really scared. That's probably why Joe Biden's going to the border. I mean, they just, the lockdown is almost total at this point. Weird times, folks. Weird times we live in. Good morning. Well, looks like the American people would rather have a wall after all instead of mean tweets. Yeah, because of how bad it got. You know what's so funny? Trump told us how bad it was going to get, didn't he? What did he say? We we're going to have felons, murderers, and very nice people coming across the border. And he was tarred as an absolute horrific racist. What happened? A beautiful young woman is dead. One of many. I mean, a lot of young women dead. For some reason, this one permeated the mainstream media, though. Though we cover this, oh gosh, three, four times a week. Fox News has it every day. There's another person dead at the hands of an illegal immigrant. For some reason, the public noticed this one. I was actually at people.com looking for lifestyle stuff yesterday, and that was their lead story. I mean, if they're covering it and admitting he was an illegal immigrant, this struck home. And you know why I think they have to cover it? Again, I think they have to cover it because it trended on X. I think people know. And once people know, they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose ratings. I'm going to lose point. Yeah, I'm going to lose traffic. I got to cover it. Makes it harder to black out. This is Tammy Nobles, just one of many people whose family members have been murdered by illegal immigrants uh, and the situation ignored by the mainstream media. Her daughter um, was a property manager for a mobile home park. She rented mobile homes and she rented one to an illegal uh, well, to a, to a roommate, the roommate subled it to an illegal immigrant, uh, and that guy raped and killed her. He was, it turns out, MS-13, a known gang member, but Border Patrol not only didn't stop him, they facilitated his break-in uh, to the United States of America, and her daughter is dead. God bless her. Here she was yesterday talking about the murder of this beautiful young woman down in Augusta, who we now know the illegal immigrant disfigured her skull. We don't know why, but we know that he did. A horrific, horrifically violent murder. Here's Tammy. She was 18, by the way. Here's Tammy Noble's mom. I don't see no girl power. I mean, I see our women being killed, murdered, and raped, and nobody's doing anything. Nobody is standing up and doing anything. I am trying to do what I can to bring awareness and to keep this from happening and to let government officials know something has to be done.
Yes. Tammy Nobles testified a couple months ago before Congress and couldn't get the attention or the sympathy of the Democrats in the committee she testified before. When I testified in front of the subcommittee, it was very frustrating because the Democrats were on their phones. They didn't look at her picture. They didn't look at her video. They didn't even say her name. And they called me. They told me I wasn't an expert and I shouldn't have been there. And here I am sharing my pain in the in my personal story with them. And that is how I am treated. Yeah, well, that's how the American people are treating and they're treated and they're beginning to figure it out. Headline, UK Daily Mail, majority of Americans want a border wall for the first time in history. And it's not even close. More than six in 10 demand a barrier with Mexico. And 80% say the migrant crisis is a serious problem. This is why Joe Biden has to go to the border. Peter Ducey nailed it. A lot's changed in the 14 or 15 months since I asked President Biden before he flew out to Arizona one day why he was going to a border state and not visiting the border. And he told me it was because there were more important things going on. But this trip seems to be an admission that they have realized they cannot win re-election without fixing what is happening at the border. Yeah, and that's going to be hard because we now have everyone from FBI special agent in charge in Texas uh, to the former head of the Customs and Border Patrol, Rodney Scott, saying, look, Venezuela is emptying out their prisons. It's not just the Venezuelan gangs. Remember, the first act that many of these people are doing when they come into the United States is violating the law. They're cutting in front of legal immigrants. They're coming into the country illegally. Venezuela specifically, they basically emptied their prisons. Yeah. Not a bad idea, by the way to just empty your prisons, but then you don't have to pay for it, then we do. We'll take them. Democrats are happy to take them. Meanwhile, unbelievable revelations in this new Peter Schweitzer novel called Blood Muddy. Um, It's it's not a novel, it's a, you know, work of fact, but um, about the Biden family and how they have profited off fentanyl. And I saw this and I went, wow. Because we have pointed out to you before Never anywhere, not even once in the record, has Joe Biden, when he's talked to Chairman Xi, his good friend, to hear him tell it, the head of China, demanded a fix from China for the fentanyl. He did announce a plan later to work in partnership with China. And now it turns out that the Biden's got $5 million from the business partner of a guy by the name of White Wolf. White Wolf is a Chinese criminal gang leader who created, helped create the fentanyl pipeline that is now decimating the United States. This is the fentanyl pipeline that takes the raw materials, the fentanyl materials, where they're made in China and ships them to the cartels. Throughout Yi's relationship with the Bidens, he showered some members of the Biden family with money. He was the one who gave him the three-carat carat, uh, hunter, the three-carat diamond worth $80,000, and gave the Bidens a $5 million interest-free forgivable loan. So they... He could hold it over the Biden's head. He's called the White Wolf. So he is the, what you can tell is he's the goal between between the cartel. What cartel? Sinaloa. Wow, that's wild. It was just last week on the Battleground America podcast, I had stumbled across an article from Fox News from 2011, where it was revealed the Obama administration had cut a deal with the Sinaloa cartel 
to not impede the drug flow back and forth across the border. 2011, in exchange supposedly for the Sinaloa cartel, you know, giving them the goods on other cartel members who they would then arrest. And I went, oh, this is so transparent. You don't have to get, you don't have to give the Sinaloa cartel total carte blanche to, uh, you know, get drugs across our border, get human beings across our border in order to get them to think out their competition. They'll do that for free. They don't want competition. You're like, hey, we're going to go pick them up. They'll tell you where to get them. What was that? That was cover. That was cover for Sinaloa to operate. And it's the same cartel paying Joe Biden and Hunter Biden through the Chinese white wolf. And when you put that together with Joe Biden, uh, his lack of enthusiasm for doing anything about the fentanyl trade, it makes perfect sense. Joe Biden, Schweitzer writes, Joe Biden's international drug trade policies have not effectively held China to account for the supply of precursor chemicals used by drug cartels to manufacture fentanyl, uh, Schweitzer writes. Then it gets weirder. Hunter Biden's uh, lawyer, Abby Lowell, is connected to the same Chinese gang. When Hunter shows up on the Hill both times, those the, the hearing he crashed and the other one where he gave that weird speech and then ran when they tried to ask questions, who was at his side? Abby Lowell. Abby Lowell is the attorney for the same people. Chinese gang, Sinaloa. This is, this is like an episode uh, of, of some crazy um, breaking bad stuff. I mean, I don't even know what. Really more like Ozark. You know what that makes Abby Lowell? What was he always by Hunter's side? He's a minder. He is a, he is a drug cartel, Chinese criminal gang connected minder. And he's just walking around next to Hunter. Anyway, I can't wait for the weekend. I'm going to read this Peter Schweitzer book. See what else the Bidens are into. But all of this fentanyl stuff makes a lot of sense. When I read it, it was a cartel. I went, oh, I bet it's Sinaloa. And it was the very people that the Obama administration secretly gave protection to to run drugs across the border. There's the money. I just passed it through the Chinese. We got a long way to go to clean up our country, folks. The profound corruption. But what have I been telling you on the Battleground America podcast? There's a cartel connection. The Democrats are merging with the cartels. You can see it in what's going on in the ground, the takeover of these blue cities. I just couldn't find the money. Peter Schweitzer found the money. I can't wait to read his book. Good morning. Going to jump on the CarPro text line. Texter writes, Terry, you can't stop Cartel Joe from his crime investments and his money making as his God-given right to do that. So we now have the drug money. It makes a lot of sense. I've talked about that before. Joe Biden just really reluctant to condemn. He's never condemned the Chinese for the murder of 70,000 Americans using fentanyl. And now we know why. The very same guy who acts is the go, it's called the white wolf. The go between, between uh, Chinese Communist Party and their fentanyl production chemicals and the Sinaloa cartel. That guy, five million bucks to the Bidens. They share the same business partner. They're both business partners with the same guy he passed it through. It all makes so much sense. And you know what's weird? I'm not the only one who's been saying this. Ken Paxton, Attorney General of Texas, said the same thing about the weird stuff they're seeing on the ground. The partnership between Joe Biden's uh, administration, it seems, and the cartels. 
he is cooperating, not just cooperating, but he's literally in partnership with these cartels. In the old days, they used to come and try to hide and run away from Border Patrol. Joe Biden has cut a deal somehow where these cartels transport people directly to the Border Patrol, and then they move them around the country. So we're in a terrible situation. Nothing like this country has ever seen before. And I fear the consequences of Joe Biden's decisions for the next years. Again, that's the attorney general of Texas. He says Biden and the cartels are building a network for when Biden is gone. They're taking federal law and dismantling it. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. Wow. Peter Schweitzer's new book, Blood Money, came out yesterday. That's where I got that from. Uh, meanwhile, if you love a woman, you should tell her about this. I got a lot of questions about this. New study, big study, out from the American Heart Association. Get this. Half, they say, half of women over 20, the age of 20, now have heart disease? Over the age of 20? Huh. Half. Really? Love to hear from health professionals. Do you see this in your office? Do you see these women with... Yeah. They say nearly half. The actual number is 45% of women 20 and older. 20 and older are living with the disease. And the health of women entering pregnancy in the U.S. is notably concerning with less than half possessing good heart health. I got so many questions. Wait, 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 wait. Is this a destructive American lifestyle leads to damage to your heart early story? Or is this a cover-up for the damage from the shot story? Since we now know the CDC has admitted, okay, yeah, it does significantly increase your chance of myocarditis by three to six times if you've taken the shot, depending on how many shots you get. I don't know. I don't know. It's American Heart Association. Women bear the brunt of high blood pressure fatalities representing more than half of such deaths, but women are not uh, checked as much for high blood pressure because that is associated more with men. But again, almost half of women over 20 have some stage of heart disease. Wow. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 